Can we go to the book of First um, Corinthians chapter 15 from verse number 52? It reads as follows. Listen, I tell you mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flesh, in a twinkle of an eye. In a twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, at the last trumpet, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. We will all be changed. For the perishable must close itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with the immortal. Immortality. When the perishable have been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where or death is your victory? Where or death is your sting? But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, dear, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Now, these verses that we just read tonight, they are so special to me. They are so special to me, personally. I remember, I think it's two years ago, when my spiritual father in the Lord, she preached her, her last sermon. Her last sermon was talking about this, what I'm, what I'm reading about, these few verses that I'm sharing here. When she shared those verses, she shared these verses like on, on Sunday. The following week, she, she went to be with the Lord. She went with, with, with the Lord when she was just preaching about death on Sunday. Then, that's why these verses are so special to me. Because before my spiritual father, she went to the Lord. This was her last message. This uh, was her last sermon about death, where is your sting? Hallelujah. Amen. That was your last sermon. But anyway, we're talking about certain subject tonight. Can you go to verse number 51 of First Corinthians chapter 15? Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will all be, we will, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. 
Here is Apostle Paul. Remember, we're still in that, in that chapter, but this is the last portion of that chapter. That means tomorrow we're not going to be talking about resurrection. This chapter, we are wrapping it up tonight. This is the last portion of this chapter. Then Apostle Paul is saying that, he's talking about mystery now. He said that, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. We will not all sleep. What is he talking about there? What he's talking about is that we're not going to all die. We're not going to all die. There is a generation that will not die, but uh, there will be a generation that will, will not die. That's what he's talking about. That's why he's saying that we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. Okay, let us just try to, to catch up to understand what is happening here. What, he's talking about the rapture here, that there are people who today have died and are buried. And some of these people who, are, who have died and are buried, they are Christians who are born again. Their bodies are buried in the graveyard, like what we talk about. They've been sown, like what we were talking about yesterday. They've been buried in the graveyard. They are sown there. But their spirits are not in the graveyard. You know, some of these um, people who try to go to inquire in the, the spirit of the dead, they think that the spirit of the dead are in the graveyards. But the spirit of the dead are not the gra at the graveyard. If that person is born again, that person is in heaven. The spirit is in heaven. If that person is not born again, the spirit is in hell, not in the graveyard. If the spirits of the dead were in the graveyard, the ghosts were going to be a norm. It was going to be a norm to see the dead people. It was going to be a norm to see the dead people living in the graveyard. Even, even it was going to be a norm. You know, the, most of them, you know, some people, they, they, they have dreams sometimes. They have dreams of the dead people sometimes. But sometimes those dead people whom they are seeing is not really the, the, dead, the real dead person who have died. It's a demon mimicking that person who have died. It's not really the dead person. The dead person is either is in heaven or in hell. It's either is in heaven or in hell. They are not in the graveyard. In the graveyard, there's their, their bodies which have been sown, are there. Then Apostle Paul here is talking about what's going to happen when Jesus Christ come back, the second coming of Jesus Christ. On the second coming of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, he will come back from where? From heaven. He's not going to be coming from the graveyard. He's going to be coming because, the, of course, if you go to the garden tomb, those who have uh, had the privilege to visit Israel, they will see that the garden tomb is empty. On the garden tomb, there is no casket. There is no even a skeleton of Jesus Christ. Because after the 40 days, after his resurrection, the Bible says that in the book of Acts chapter 2, he was carried by the cloud. And he went to heaven. As he, was, he, went, as he went to heaven by the cloud, the Bible says his disciples were there, were watching. 
as they were watching Jesus Christ being taken up unto heaven. Life, not a, it was not during the night, it was not, it was not in their dreams. It was something that happened during the day. The Bible says, as they saw Jesus Christ going up into heaven, the Bible says that two angels appear. When two angels appear, they say, you men of Galilee, why are you staying up like this? The same Jesus whom you are seeing going up, one day again, he will come back like this. He will come back again. Then what Apostle Paul is talking about is the second coming of Jesus Christ. And uh, just to underline something is that this, this resurrected body has got the ability to be taken up into heaven like that. Because the body of Jesus Christ, he went to heaven, he was taken up to heaven. Then he went to heaven and all those who have died in Christ, their bodies, yes, they are here, they have been buried. But their spirits are in heaven. Then what is going to happen when Jesus Christ comes back? Those who are in heaven, he will come back with them. When they come back with them, their bodies will change in, from the ground. For those spirits to have bodies, which is this body that Apostle Paul is talking about, the, the resurrected bodies. And the Bible is talking about those who are those who are not dead, those who are alive today. Let me tell you this. You know, there's something here I want us to understand. We don't know which generation which Jesus Christ is going to come back. We don't know whether he's going to come back in our days. If he come back in our days, what's going to happen? Those who are born again in Christ, ready for rapture, their body are going to be changed in the twinkle of an eye. When their body is going to be changed in the twinkle of an eye, they will receive this supernatural body, resurrected body, in order to be able to what? To live in the eternity. That is rapture. But those who are dead in Christ, they will receive a new body, a new type of body. That's what he's trying to explain here. A new kind of body to live in the eternity. That's why I said, listen, I tell you the mystery. We will not all asleep, but we will all be changed. We will all receive this new body. That's what he's talking about. We're not going to all asleep, not going to all die. That means if we come back after our time, our whole life will be, the body will be asleep and we will be with the Lord. And, but we're going to receive a new body if he's not going to come back in our days. He's going to come back after our days. That's what's going to happen. Okay, let us continue to verse number 52. As a flame, in a flesh, in a twinkle of an eye, the last trumpet. At the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will all be changed. That's what the Bible is talking about. I'm reading, I'm not even preaching here. The Bible, in a, in a flesh, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound. After when the trumpet will have been sound, the dead will be raised imperishable. 
and we will all be changed. When he said that we will all be changed, he's talking about those who, will, who are still alive. You know, when Apostle Paul was writing this, he was thinking that Jesus Christ is going to come back on his time. Not knowing that he's not going to come back on his time, he's going to first also die. Because also Apostle Paul, he's, he, Apostle Paul for now is dead. The, oh, the body is dead. Apostle Paul, the body is dead. It's not, the spirit is not dead. The spirit of, of Apostle Paul is in heaven. Then he was talking as if Jesus was going to come on his time, but he's not, he did not come on his time. Even in our days, he have not yet come back. He might come back in our days. He might not come back in our days. It's not an issue. It's not an issue. But the fact is that there is internal life in Christ. And the Bible is talking about that in a flesh, in a twinkling of eye. That's mean this is gonna happen quickly. That's what I was trying to say. With a twinkling of an eye or the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised imperishable. When he's talking about the dead will be raised imperishable, he's talking about that. The dead will receive this, receive this new kind of body, supernatural body. The body that will not die. That we talked about a bit yesterday. The body that doesn't get sick. The supernatural body. We're going to receive it in order to do what? To live eternally. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to receive this new body. In order Amen. to do what? Because that's what, we, that's what you were talking about the day before. When you were talking about if you want to go to dive in the water, you have to wear the costume in order to swim in the water. If you want to go to, to the moon, you need a costume to be able to live in the moon. To, or even to visit the moon. Also, in order to go to heaven, you need a, a, a costume which is of a new body in order to be able to live there eternally. Not this body, because this body does not have the capacity to live in the eternity. We need to be clothed with a new kind of a body. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Say fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Amen. Apostle Paul says that we are talking in mysteries here. Hey, you know, he's saying that we are doing what? We are talking a mystery. When he said that we are talking a mystery, he's saying that he's not talking a knowledge that a natural mind can understand. He's talking something that the Holy Ghost is revealing to him, a revelation, a mystery, something that an ordinary person will hear and say, how will that be? Aha. Not even a good question, that's a bad question. Because you won't understand it. 
It's the same thing when we are talking about God created heaven and the earth. I mean, ever since the world was created, there was never anybody who have ever tried to create heaven and earth. Nobody. They've built houses, they've built airplanes, they've built technology, but nobody have tried to create heaven and earth. When the Bible says that God created man in his own image, they have tried to form man. They have tried with technology, but they have never come with a real replica, replica of a man. Science has failed on that matter. Amen. When you hear that God opened the Red Sea and they walk in the dry ground, I'm saying that even science have not done that. There, there was never be a day that they say that the sea has been parted and people are walking in the dry ground. Then if you cannot, if, if, if men for more than a thousand years could not replicate that and you are trying to understand, to understand with your mind resurrection. Your mind does not have that capacity. The mind does not have that capacity. That's why it's called a mystery. There are certain things that are called, it's a mystery. Some certain things of God, you can't explain them. You can't understand them with your own mind. You need the Holy Spirit to understand them and to believe them. If you try to understand them with your own mind, mind is vain. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then, if that mystery is beyond your reasoning capacity, don't worry about it. Just believe it as like that. Don't try to figure it out. It is a mystery. That's, that's what Apostle Paul said that. Listen, I tell you a mystery. He didn't say that I'm telling you something that you can digest it with your own mind. Sorry, say that I'm giving you a mystery, something supernatural, something divine, something out of this world. That's what you called a mystery. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says that for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. And mortal with immortality. Okay, I want you to understand that. When he's talking about, for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. He's talking about, you know, the perishable, what is it? It's your flesh, your flesh is perishable. It's going to perish. When you die, it discomposed. It's perishable. Then was it that the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable. The imperishable portion of part of it is talking about the new body. The body, the costume that is going to be preparing us to live in the eternity. And when the Bible said that the mortal with immortality, mortal, the body is mortal. Our bodies are mortal. That's why we are mortal. When you, as long as you are still alive in this world, you are a mortal being. Immortal is talking about eternity. What kind of eternity is talking about? The body. Your body. This resurrection body is going to be immortal body. 
because after that death, there is no another death. That after that death, there is no more death. The last death is this one, which you're going to just, uh, you just uh, we talked about it a few days ago, that it's just like a coma to a Christian. It's just a separation between the body and the spirit. That's, the, that's, the, that's how far it's going to go. But if you're born again, no more death. After death, there is eternal life. Hallelujah. Then we're gonna if we are talking about this this comma one, this death is just we're gonna test it a bit. It's just a test. It's not it's not a big issue to a Christian. That's why if you are a real Christian and you are a true believer, you don't fear death. What is death? Which one? The real one Jesus Christ have dealt with. What God referred to as death. This one is not real death. No, it's not. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. We have talked about it. We have explained about it. That's why I'm not going to go back in detail. We're just passing by. But okay. Can you read verse number 54 of um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15? The Bible says that when the, when the perishable have been clothed with the imperishable, the immortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death, where is your victory? Hey, you see now, Apostle Paul is talking. My spiritual father, before she went to heaven, she read this verse. You know, she was prophesying, she knew she was about to live. Then, listen to this one. Then he said that, on this process, what you are talking about, it makes death valueless and powerless. Because the biggest problem of every human being, like, uh, I don't know whether I told you this story. You know, Amen. when I grow up, when I grow up in Venda, my house is not very far from, from the graveyard, local graveyard. Most of the Saturdays, as I was growing up, I could see them. They were holding funerals. Sometimes when I'm passing, I could see the graveyards there. I could see it. And it puzzled my mind that that means it doesn't matter how far you go in life. How old you grow, one day you will die. That's just the reality of life. Then to me, death was a problem that it doesn't matter how many years you live in this world. You're going to end in the graveyard. That's the reality of life. It became a problem to me. Oh, that means you are living to die. That's the reality of life. We are living to, to <laughs> one day we're going to be, be buried. It troubled me a lot. It was one of the biggest problems of life that you gonna no matter how many years you live, no matter how much you achieve, the reality of life is that you will pass on from this world. But when Jesus Christ said that, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. 
And the Bible says that in the book of John chapter 3 verse number 16. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whoever believe upon him shall be saved. And have eternal life. Everlasting life. And Jesus Christ demonstrated by dying and coming back to life. And he went to heaven. And when I saw that, oh, Jesus Christ have defeated death. And death is nothing. After death, I fear no death. I don't really fear death myself. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. Can you say, can you say I'm a believer? I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I am not a doubter. I fear nothing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Then Apostle Paul is saying, Death. The thing have come to the death have been swallowed in victory. He's talking about this. That Jesus Christ has made death valueless. Death powerless. Because there is life after death. You know, a normal person plans after, uh, until death. That's, a, that's the normal, li- normal, normal life of the ordinary person. A normal person plans until death. But they don't plan beyond death. But if you are a true child of God, when you are a Christian, when you are a Christian, you can even plan beyond death because there is life after death. Amen. You know, to you, if you are a child of God, that must be a reality. It must not just be something that you are hearing and you it puzzles your mind and you wonder how truth it. No, it's a reality. There is life after death. After when they say that you are dead, you will still be alive. Mark my words. If you can write this day today, I don't know how you're going to refer to the notes that you are taking if you're ready today. But you will, the day that you, the body and the spirit will come, will separate you, you realize I was telling the truth. You will realize I was telling the truth because you will still be alive. You won't be dead. You will see yourself, ah, oh, I'm alive. I thought I was going to die, die. The body, yes, things are going to go dark on the body, but not on you. The real you, you still be seeing. The real you, you still be alive. Then, more especially, it's a victory if you are born again. You can now, after that, if you are born again, you won't have a problem. Then this saying will apply to you. Death has been swallowed in victory. Oh, let me read verse number 55 so that we can go on. Where death is your victory, Pradaska Kadia. Where death is your sting? Where is your power? That's what I'm trying to ask. You know, my, 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 the last sermon of my spiritual father, she was reading these things just a days before she, she closed her life's eye. That's how powerful she was to be able to talk to death face to face. Where is your sting? Where is your power? Death does not have power. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Death does not Amen. have what? Does not have power. 
Before Jesus' death was powerful, but after Jesus' death is powerless. Oh, verse number 57. The Bible says that, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, thank be to God. Apostle Peter, he said, the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because of what Jesus Christ has done. Okay, I want to I wanna, I wanna show you something before, before we wrap up tonight. Uh, on this other phone, like I said, where I am, there's no electricity. Can we just go to the book of Revelation? Those who have got the Bibles there, can we go to the book of Revelations, chapter 1? Man, talabasun, talabahaya. So that we can hear what Jesus Christ is saying, have said. Well, this is the revelation of John. Can you go to Revelation chapter 1, verse number, number, number 17 downwards? It's so wonderful. It said that, When I saw him, I fell at, at his feet as though I was dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid, I'm the first and the last. This is Jesus Christ. John is seeing Jesus after death. He's not seeing Jesus when he was still walking with him. He is seeing Jesus. Jesus appeared to John. Now, after, after many months and many years when they said that he's dead, John was seeing Jesus like that. <laughs> after many years, Jesus appeared and he was talking to John. That's how powerful Jesus is. Okay. Verse number 18. I am the living one. This is Jesus speaking now. I was dead. Now look. Hey, brothers, I am alive forever and ever. That's what Jesus said. I'm reading the Bible. Hey, Amen. Jesus is powerful. I don't know what they're I'm saying. He's saying that I, am, I was dead. I am alive. I am living, and this time, I'm not living for 80 years. I'm not living for 90 years. I am alive forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And because Jesus is the firstborn of the dead, also you, you will live what? Forever and ever. That's what he's talking about. Okay. So, look, I am the living, I am alive forever and ever. Listen to this part. That's what I was, we're coming to this verse for. I hold the keys of death and hell. Hey, hey, Jesus is too much. He said that I hold the keys, not just a, a small keys, useless keys. The keys of death because death is powerless. And so I hold the keys of death and hell. That's why to you, if you're a child of God, what is a hell? Hell is useless. Mm. Not to a child of God. That's what the Bible said that one day Jesus Christ asked his disciples, who do people say I am? Others say that, hey, you are this, you are that, you are Jeremiah, you are Isaiah, you are one of the prophets. And he asked, who do you say I am? And Peter said that, you are Christ, you are a child of God. And the Bible said that Jesus said that, this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. This was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. And he said that, Peter! Oh, 
said, Peter, onto this rock I will build my church. Talking about Peter that you're going to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he said that the gates of hell will not overcome it. He was saying that after when you are born again, the devil, the demon will no longer overpower you. And after when you are born again, you will no longer go to hell. Because that's why now, hell to a Christian is useless. It's powerless. It's the same with demons. It's the same with the devil. The devil is powerless. To a Christian who knows who they are. And who knows how to put him where he belongs? Then Jesus goes and you hold the what? The keys of death and hell. Then death to a Christian is not a problem. Hell to a Christian is not what? It's not a problem. Because of this victory which the Bible is talking about. Where the Bible says, We have got thank be to God who gave us victory through what? Through Jesus. Do you Amen. see now he is our master, he is our Lord, he is our savior because we have defeated the problems of men. Yes. What one is the problem of men? Death is a problem of men. That's why they have not come up with a solution. The whole world, scientists say that no, people are no longer dying. No, people are dying every day. They can't solve death. Otherwise, if they were wise, human beings, they were going to solve a problem of immortality that men must not die, but they can't. But Jesus said that I've brought the solution for immortality. Jesus Christ has got power to make us immortal. That's why we love him, we worship him, because he has overcome death. And he has overcome hell. We were all supposed to Amen. die and go to hell. But look what Christ has done. Because of him, he has even overpowered hell. He has got power over hell. Which he will make sure that those who believe in him, not because of what they have done, but because of what he has done on the cross of Calvary, they will no longer go to hell. They will no longer go to hell. Because of what you have done. Some, sometimes people, they think Christianity, it is what you do after when you are born again. But it is what he have done, not what we do. Wow, I can teach the whole year. You know, the, 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 the revelation anointing is too much. The anointing to, to teach. Wow. Anyway, wherever you are, just begin to pray for one minute. Just pray for one minute. Just pray for one minute right now because of time. Mantala bradiska pakatuska pahaya. Mantala brazonta rabayita rabayida. Barakitu pasonta rabasanta labayade. Mandabazanto lubradiska pahayaduska pradaska bayada. Mandabazanta lakaduska pradaska pahayada baya. Manda bazanda rabayan durubu. Manda bazanda rabayan talabayade. Say Holy Ghost, 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 Holy
I command them to the abyss. I command them to the abyss. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Also tonight there may be somebody who have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Wherever you are, if you want to receive this eternal life, you want to be immortal, this is the time to accept that Jesus Christ will give you eternal life and will make you immortal. And the one who can promise you life after death. Wherever you are, Amen. let us say this prayer together. Let us say these words together. Say, Lord Amen. Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me today. Protect me from today. With your power, With power of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. From, today, from today, I am born again. I am born again. I am saved. I am saved. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Congratulations. If there was somebody praying that prayer for the first time, that yes, you are born again. Yes, you are saved. Yes, you are a child of the living God. And do yourself a favor that um, join this profile that whenever we begin to pray, you can have a notification. You can become our prayer partner, the Word of God partner. And Christ will be manifesting in your life. And His blessing will be manifesting in your life. And your life will never be the same. And I want to say to us tonight, wherever you are, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Then tomorrow is day number 10 of 10 of our prayer and fasting. It's the last day tomorrow. Let us do it wholeheartedly. And it's tomorrow. It's going to be the, the night of intense prayer. We're going to be praying like never before. And I want to say to you, if you do these things, your life will no longer be ordinary. Christ will be manifesting in your life. Anyway, wherever you are, just raise up your right hand, wherever you are. Say, let there be miracle testimonies. Let there be miracle, let there be miracle testimonies. Miracle testimonies. Miracle of testimonies. Let there be miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Say I command. I command. Everything to turn around for my goal. Everything is turning around for my goal. Say let there be progress. Let there be progress. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Congratulations. Amen. And tonight, let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Can we go to the book of um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15? from verse number 52. It reads as follows. Listen, I tell you mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flesh, in a twinkle of an eye. In a twinkle of an eye. At the last trumpet, at the last trumpet, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. We will all be changed for the perishable must close itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with the immortal. Immortality. When the perishable have been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death have been swallowed up in victory. Where or death is your victory? Where or death is your sting? But thanks be to God, He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, dear, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You know, these verses that we just read tonight, they are so special to me. They are so special to me, personally. I remember, I think it's two years ago, when my spiritual father in the Lord, she preached her last sermon. The last sermon was talking about this, what I'm, what I'm reading about, these few verses that I'm sharing here. When she shared those verses, she shared these verses on, on Sunday. The following week, she, she went to be with the Lord. She went with, with, with the Lord when she was just preaching about death on Sunday then that's why these verses are so special to me. Because before my spiritual father, she went to the Lord. This was her last message. This uh, was her last sermon about death. Where is your sting? Hallelujah. Amen. 
That was your last sermon. But anyway, we are talking about certain subject tonight. Can you go to verse number 51 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15? Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will all be, we will, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. Here is Apostle Paul. Remember, we are still in that, in that chapter, but this is the last portion of that chapter. That means tomorrow we're not going to be talking about resurrection. This chapter, we are wrapping it up tonight. This is the last portion of this chapter. Then Apostle Paul is saying that. He's talking about mystery now. He said that, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. We will not all sleep. What is he talking about there? What he's talking about is that we're not going to all die. Not going to all die. There is a generation that will not die, but uh, there will be a generation that will, will not die. That's what he's talking about. That's why he's saying that we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. Okay, let us just try to, to catch up to understand what is happening here. What, he's talking about the rapture here, that there are people who today have died and are buried. And some of these people who, are, who have died and are buried, they are Christians who are born again. Their bodies are buried in the graveyard, like what we talk about. They've been sown, like what we were talking about yesterday. They've been buried in the graveyard. They are sown there. But their spirits are not in the graveyard. You know, some of these um, people who try to go to inquire in the, the spirit of the dead, they think that the spirit of the dead are in the graveyards. But the spirit of the dead are not the gra at the graveyard. If that person is born again, that person is in heaven. The spirit is in heaven. If that person is not born again, the spirit is in hell, not in the graveyard. If the spirits of the dead were in the graveyard, the ghosts were going to be a norm. It was going to be a norm to see the dead people. It was going to be a norm to see the dead people even in the graveyard. Even, even it was going to be a norm. You know, the, most of them, you know, some people, they, they, they have dreams sometimes. They have dreams of the dead people sometimes. But sometimes those dead people whom they are seeing is not really the, the, dead, the real dead person who have died. It's a demon mimicking, mimicking that person who have died. It's not really the dead person. The dead person is either is in heaven or in hell. It's either is in heaven or in hell. They are not in the graveyard. In the graveyard, their, their bodies which have been sown, are there. Then Apostle Paul here is talking about what's going to happen when Jesus Christ comes back, the second coming of Jesus Christ. On the second coming of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, he will come back from where? From heaven. He's not going to be coming from the graveyard. He's going to be coming because, the, of course, if you go to the garden tomb, those who have uh, had the privilege to visit Israel, they will see that the garden tomb is empty. 
on the garden tomb, there is no casket, there is no even a skeleton of Jesus Christ. Because after the 40 days after his resurrection, the Bible says that in the book of Acts chapter 2, he was carried by the cloud. And he went to heaven. As he was, he went, as he went to heaven by the cloud. The Bible says his disciples were they were watching. As they were watching Jesus Christ being taken up unto heaven. Life, not a, it was not during the night, it was not, it was not in their dreams. It was something that happened during the day. The Bible says, as they saw Jesus Christ going up into heaven, the Bible says that two angels appear. When two angels appear, they say, you men of Galilee, why are you staying up like this? The same Jesus whom you are seeing going up, one day again, he will come back like this. He will come back again. Then what Apostle Paul is talking about is the second coming of Jesus Christ. And uh, just to underline something is that this, this resurrected body has got the ability to be taken up into heaven like that. Because the body of Jesus Christ, he went to heaven, he was taken up to heaven. Then he went to heaven and all those who have died in Christ, their bodies, yes, they are here, they've been buried. But their spirits are in heaven. Then what is going to happen when Jesus Christ comes back? Those who are in heaven, he will come back with them. When they come back with them, their bodies will change in, from the ground. For those spirits to have bodies, which is this body that Apostle Paul is talking about, the, the resurrected bodies. And the Bible is talking about those who are those who are not dead, those who are alive today. Let me tell you this. You know, there is something here I want us to understand. We don't know which generation which Jesus Christ is going to come back. We don't know whether he's going to come back in our days. If he comes back in our days, what's going to happen? Those who are born again in Christ, ready for rapture, their body are going to be changed in a twinkle of an eye. When their body is going to be changed in a twinkle of an eye, they will receive this supernatural body, resurrected body, in order to be able to what? To live in the eternity. That is rapture. But those who are dead in Christ, they will receive a new body, a new type of body. That's what he's trying to explain here. A new kind of body to live in the eternity. That's why I said that, listen, I tell you the mystery. We will not all asleep, but we will all be changed. We will all receive this new body. That's what he's talking about. We're not going to all asleep, not going to all die. That means if we come back after our time, our whole life will be, the body will be asleep and we will be with the Lord. And, but we're going to receive a new body if he's not going to come back in our days. If we're going to come back after our days, that's what's going to happen. Okay, let us continue to verse number 52. As a fly in a flesh, in a twinkle of an eye, the last trumpet. At the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will all be changed. That's what the Bible is talking about. I'm reading, I'm not even preaching here. 
The Bible, in a, in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound. After when the trumpet will have been sound, the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will all be changed. When he said that we will all be changed, he's talking about those who, will, who are still alive. You know, when Apostle Paul was writing this, he was thinking that Jesus Christ is going to come back on his time. Not knowing that he's not going to come back on his time, he's going to first also die. Because also Apostle Paul, he's, he, Apostle Paul for now is dead. The, oh, the body is dead. Apostle Paul, the body is dead. He's not, the spirit is not dead. The spirit of, of Apostle Paul is in heaven. Then he was talking as if Jesus was going to come on his time, but he's not, he did not come on his time. Even in our days, he have not yet come back. He might come back in our days. He might not come back in our days. It's not an issue. It's not an issue. But the fact is that there is internal life in Christ. And the Bible is talking about that in a flesh, in a twinkling of eye. That means this is going to happen quickly. That's what I was trying to say. With a twinkling of an eye or the last trumpet. The trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised imperishable. When he's talking about the dead will be raised imperishable, he's talking about that. The dead will receive this, receive this new kind of body, supernatural body. The body that will not die. That we talked about a bit yesterday. The body that doesn't get sick. The supernatural body. We're going to receive it. In order to do what? To live eternally. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to receive this new body in order Amen. to do what? Because that's what, we, that's what we were talking about the day before. When we were talking about if you want to go to dive in the water... You have to wear the costume in order to swim in the water. If you want to go to, to the moon, you need a costume to be able to live in the moon, to, or even to visit the moon. Also, in order to go to heaven, you need a, a, a costume which is of a new body in order to be able to live there eternally. Not this body, because this body does not have the capacity to live in the eternity. We need to be clothed. With a new kind of a body. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Say fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fire, yeah, yeah. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. I'm enjoying the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Apostle Paul says that we are talking in mysteries here. Hey, you know, he says that we are doing what? We are talking a mystery. When he said that we are talking a mystery, he's saying that he's not talking a knowledge that a natural mind can understand. 
He's talking something that the Holy Ghost is revealing to him, a revelation, a mystery, something that an ordinary person will hear and say, how will that be? Aha. Not even a good question, that's a bad question. Because you won't understand it. It's the same thing when we are talking about God created heaven and the earth. I mean, ever since the world was created, there was never anybody who have ever tried to create heaven and earth. Nobody. They've built houses, they've built airplanes, they've built technology, but nobody has tried to create heaven and earth. When the Bible says that God created man in his own image, they have tried to form man. They have tried with technology, but they have never come with a real replica, replica of a man. Science has failed on that matter. Amen. When you hear that God opened the Red Sea and they walk in the dry ground, I'm saying that even science have not done that. There, there was never be a day that they say that the sea have been parted and people are walking in the dry ground. Then if you cannot, if, if, if men for more than a thousand years could not replicate that and you are trying to, under, to understand with your mind resurrection, your mind does not have that capacity. The mind does not have that capacity. That's why it's called a mystery. There are certain things that are called, it's a mystery. Some certain things of God, you can't explain them. You can't understand them with your own mind. You need the Holy Spirit to understand them and to believe them. If you try to understand them with your own mind, mind is failed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Then, if that mystery is beyond your reasoning capacity, don't worry about it. Just believe it as like that. Don't try to figure it out. It is a mystery. That's, that's what Apostle Paul said that. Listen, I tell you a mystery. He didn't say that I'm telling you something that you can digest it with your own mind. Sorry, he said that I'm giving you a mystery, something supernatural, something divine. Something out of this world. That's what you called a mystery. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says that for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. And mortal with immortality. Okay, I want you to understand that. When he's talking about for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. He's talking about, you know, the perishable, what is it? It's your flesh. Your flesh is perishable. It's going to perish. When you die, it discompose. It's perishable. Then was it the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable. The imperishable portion of part of it is talking about the new body, the body, the costume that is going to be preparing us to live in the eternity. And when the Bible said that the mortal with immortality, mortal, the body is mortal. 
our bodies are mortal. That's why we are mortal. When you, as long as you are still alive in this world, you are a mortal being. Immortal is talking about eternity. What kind of eternity is talking about? The body. Your body, this resurrection body is going to be immortal body because after that death, there is no another death. That after that death, there is no more death. The last death is this one which you're going to just, uh, you just uh, we talked about it a few days ago that it's just like a coma to a Christian. It's just a separation between the body and the spirit. That's, the, that's, the, that's how far it's going to go. But if you're born again, no more death. After death, there is eternal life. Bupilong apagati. Bupilobusafeli. Bupilobusafeli. Hallelujah. Amen. Then, then we're going to, if we're talking about this, this comma one, this death, it's just, we're going to test it a bit. It's just a test. It's not, it's not a big issue to a Christian. That's why if you are a real Christian and you are a true believer, you don't fear death. What is death? Which one? The real one Jesus Christ have dealt with. What God referred to as death. This one is not real death. No, it's not. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody. Amen. We have talked about it. We have explained about it. That's why I'm not going to go back in detail. We're just passing by. But okay. Can you read verse number 54 of um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15? The Bible says that when the, when the perishable have been clothed with the imperishable, the immortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death, where is your victory? Hey, you see now, Apostle Paul is talking. My spiritual father, before she went to heaven, she read this verse. You know, she was prophesying, she, knew she was about to live. Then, listen to this one. Then he said that. On this process, what you're talking about, it makes death valueless and powerless. Because the biggest problem of every human being, like, uh, I don't know whether I told you this story. You know, when I grow up, when I grow up in Venda, my house is not very far from, from the graveyard, local graveyard. Most of the Saturdays, as I was growing up, I could see that they were holding funerals. Sometimes when I'm passing, I could see the graveyards there. I could see it. And it puzzled my mind that that means it doesn't matter how far you go in life. How old you grow, one day you will die. That's just the reality of life. Then to me, death was a problem that it doesn't matter how many years you live in this world. You're going to end in the graveyard. That's the reality of life. It became a problem to me. Oh, that means you are living to die. That's the reality of life. We are living to, to <laughs> one day, we're going to be, be buried. It troubled me a lot. It was one of the biggest problems of life that you're going to, no matter how many years you live, no matter how much you achieve, 
the reality of life is that you will pass on from this world. But when Jesus Christ said that, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. And the Bible says that in the book of John chapter 3, verse number 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believe upon him shall be saved and have eternal life, everlasting life. And Jesus Christ demonstrated by dying and coming back to life and he went to heaven. And when I saw that, oh, Jesus Christ have defeated death and death is nothing. After death, I fear no death. I don't really fear death myself. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. Can you say, can you say I'm a believer? I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I am not a doubter. I fear nothing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Then Apostle Paul is saying, Death. The thing have come to the death have been swallowed in victory. He's talking about this. That Jesus Christ has made death valueless. Death powerless. Because there is life after death. You know, a normal person plans after, uh, until death. That's, a, that's the normal, li- uh, normal, normal life of the ordinary person. A normal person plans until death. But they don't plan beyond death. But if you are a true child of God, when you are a Christian, when you are a Christian, you can even plan beyond death because there is life after death. Amen. You know, to you, if you are a child of God, that must be a reality. It must not just be something that you are hearing and you it passes your mind and you wonder how truth it. No, it's a reality. There is life after death. After when they say that you are dead, you will still be alive. Mark my words. If you can write this day today, I don't know how you're going to refer to the notes that you are taking if you're ready today. But you will, the day that you, the body and the spirit will come, they will separate you. You will realize I was telling the truth. You will realize I was telling the truth because you will still be alive. You won't be dead. You will see yourself. Ah, I'm alive. I thought I was going to die, die. The body, yes, things are going to go dark on the body, but not on you. The real you, you still be seeing. The real you, you still be alive. Then, more especially, it's a victory if you are born again. You can now, after that, if you are born again, you won't have a problem. Then this saying will apply to you. Death has been swallowed in victory. Oh, let me read verse number 55 so that we can go on. Where death is your victory, Pradaska Kadia. Where death is your sting, where is your power? That's what I'm trying to ask. You know, my, 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 the last sermon of my spiritual father, she was reading these things just a days before she, she closed her life's eye. That's how powerful she was to be able to talk to death face to face. Where is your sting? Where is your power? 
Death does not have power. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Death does not Amen. have what? Does not have power. Before Jesus, death was powerful. But after Jesus, death is powerless. Oh, verse number 57. The Bible says that, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, thank be to God. Apostle Peter, he said, the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because of what Jesus Christ has done. Okay, I want to I wanna, I wanna show you something before, before we wrap up tonight. Uh, on this other phone, like I said, where I am, there's no electricity. Can we just go to the book of Revelation? Those who have got the Bibles there, can we go to the book of Revelations? Chapter 1. Man talabason talabahaya. So that we can hear what Jesus Christ is saying, have said. Well, this is the revelation of John. Can you go to Revelation chapter 1, verse number, number, number 17 downwards? It's so wonderful. He said that, When I saw him, I fell at, at his feet as though I was dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid, I'm the first and the last. This is Jesus Christ. John is seeing Jesus after death. He's not seeing Jesus when he was still walking with him. He is seeing Jesus. Jesus appeared to John. Now, after, after many months and many years when they said that he's dead, John was seeing Jesus like that. After many years, Jesus appeared and he was talking to John. That's how powerful Jesus is. Okay, verse number 18. I am the living one. This is Jesus speaking now. I was dead. Now look. Hey, brothers, I am alive forever and ever. That's what Jesus said. I'm reading the Bible. Hey, Jesus is powerful. I don't know what they're I'm saying. He's saying that I am I was dead. I am alive. I am living, and this time I'm not living for 80 years. I'm not living for 90 years. I am alive forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And because Jesus is the firstborn of the dead, also you you will live what? Forever and ever. That's what he's talking about. Okay. So, look, I am the living, I am alive forever and ever. Listen to this part. That's what I was, we're, we're coming to this verse for. I hold the keys of death and hell. Hey, hey, Jesus is too much. He said that I hold the keys, not just a, a small keys, useless keys. The keys of death because death is powerless. And say, I'm holding the keys of death and hell. That's why, to you, if you're a child of God, what is hell? Hell is useless. Mm. Not to a child of God. That's what the Bible said. One day, Jesus Christ asked his disciples, who do people say I am? Others said that, hey, you are this, you are that, you are Jeremiah, you are Isaiah, you are one of the prophets. And he asked, who do you say I am? And Peter said that, you are Christ. You are a child of God. 
And the Bible says that Jesus said that this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. This was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. And he said that, Peter. Oh, he said, Peter, onto this rock I will build my church. Talking about Peter, that you're going to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he said that the gates of hell will not overcome it. He was saying that after when you are born again, the devil, the demon will no longer overpower you. And after when you are born again, you will no longer go to hell. Because that's why now, hell to a Christian is useless. It's powerless. It's the same with demons. It's the same with the devil. The devil is powerless. To a Christian who knows who they are. And who knows how to put him where he belongs. Then Jesus goes and you hold the what? The keys of death and hell. Then death to a Christian is not a problem. Hell to a Christian is not what? It's not a problem. Because of this victory which the Bible is talking about. Where the Bible says, we have got thank be to God who gave us victory through what? Through Jesus. Do you see now he is our master? He is our Lord. He is our savior because we have defeated the problems of men. Yes. What one is the problem of men? Death is a problem of men. That's why they have not come up with a solution. The whole world, scientists say that no, people are no longer dying. No. People are dying every day. They can't solve death. Otherwise, if they were wise, human beings, they were going to solve the problem of immortality that men must not die, but they can't. But Jesus said that I've brought the solution for immortality. Jesus Christ has got power to make us immortal. That's why we love him, we worship him, because he has overcome death. And he has overcome hell. We were all supposed to die and go to hell. But look what Christ has done. Because of him, he has even overpowered hell. He has got power over hell. Which he will make sure that those who believe in him, not because of what they have done, but because of what he has done on the cross of Calvary, they will no longer go to hell. They will no longer go to hell. Because of what you have done. Some, sometimes people, they think Christianity, it is what you do after when you are born again. But it is what he have done, not what we do. Wow, I can teach the whole year. You know, the, 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 the revelation anointing is too much. The anointing to, to teach. Wow. Anyway, wherever you are, just begin to pray for one minute. Just pray for one minute. Just pray for one minute right now because of time. Mantala bradiska pakatuska pahaya. Mantala brazonta rabayita rabayida. Barakito pasonta rabasanta labayade. Mandabazanto lubradiska payaduska pradaska bayada. Mandabazanta lagaduska pradaska payada baya. Manda bazanda rabayandurubu. Manda bazanda rubu yanta labayade. 
Say Holy Ghost, 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 Holy I command them to the abyss. I command them to the abyss. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Also tonight, there may be somebody who have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Wherever you are, if you want to receive this eternal life, you want to be immortal, this is the time to accept that Jesus Christ will give you eternal life and will make you immortal. And the one who can promise you life after death. Wherever you are, Amen. let us say this prayer together. Let us say these words together. Say, Lord Amen. Jesus Christ. Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Today. Protect me from today. Protect me with your power. With power of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. From today. From today. I am born again. I am, I am born again. I am saved. I am saved. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Congratulations. If there was somebody praying that prayer for the first time, that yes, you are born again. Yes, you are saved. Yes, you are a child of the living God. And do yourself a favor that um, join this profile that whenever we begin to pray you can have a notification you can become our prayer partner the word of god partner and christ will be manifesting in your life and his blessing will be manifesting in your life and your life will never be the same and i want to say to us tonight wherever you are you are blessed hallelujah amen then tomorrow is day number 10 of 10 of our prayer and fasting is the last day tomorrow. Let us do it wholeheartedly. And it's tomorrow. It's going to be the, the night of intense prayer. We're going to be praying like never before. And I want to say to you, if you do these things, your life will no longer be ordinary. Christ will be manifesting in your life. Anyway, wherever you are, just raise up your right hand wherever you are. Say, let there be miracle testimonies. Let there be miracle testimonies. Miracle testimonies. Miracle of testimony. Let there be miracle jobs. Let there be miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Say I command. I command. 
Everything to turn around for my God. Everything is turning around for my God. So let there be progress. Let there be progress. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Congratulations. Amen. And tonight, let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit.